You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Wow, you may be seated. Wow, aren't you a beautiful church? No, just a couple of you. Anyone sitting next to someone beautiful today? All right, there you go. Anyone online, I'm sure if you're watching on your own, you're, let me just tell you, you're looking lovely, looking wonderful, platonically. Great to be here. Any Australians feeling a bit of despair? Still a little impromptu ministry time, shall we? What an what a all-black squad. Two weeks ago, I would have thought, game over, change the coach. But now, oh no, Ian Foster, what a guy. It's a great honour to be here. <laughs> you laughed at that, yeah, because you're not sure either. But... Um, it's a great honour and privilege to be here uh, this morning. What a church, uh, what, a, what a people. Uh, when we talk about the church, obviously exciting things happening out here and on site and, and just, just even online as well, but um, what a people. Uh, that's, that's the church. You're the church, I'm the church, we're the church. And tremendously honoured. Um, I love, absolutely love um, Stephen Beck's. Probably good for you to know that they are highly respected and loved throughout this nation by other church pastors and leaders and other people. And I think it's a number of things. They're an incredibly good looking couple. If you ever had to be asked for ID. Seriously. I noticed Steve took that compliment pretty much for himself, but um, that's okay. And, uh, but it's more than, you know, it's more than Leaders, leaders and the sharpness and just the brilliance and all, all of that is true, but you know how wonderful it is to find people who have even bigger hearts than skill sets and I honour you guys and love you guys and it's an, it's an honour to know you as friends. So if you love your pastors, can you give them some love right now? Let's put our hands together. Okay, I'll just... If we've never met before, this is my family. We're going to bring it up on the screen. I've got five children. That's sort of what you're doing, Nelson. We haven't gotten the internet yet, so um, <laughs> awkward laughs. Uh, so Ruby on the right, Paris, Izzy, Saskia, Judah. Um, that photo is getting a little bit old, actually. Izzy is now taller than me, which isn't really hard, is it? That wasn't a joke. I don't know why. I don't. I was thinking about the couple here with the daughter who's um, with the Rock, you know, and I was thinking. Doesn't Steve look like The Rock too, doesn't he? You know, just a slightly stretched out one, but that's cool. Well, we've been in a series called Sounds Familiar. And um, today I actually wrote a message for this morning. I've, only, I've never preached it anywhere else but the first service. So, and now. So by the third, I'm going to be good to go. And uh, it comes out of this whole thing. This whole thing sounds familiar. It's taking passages that maybe we've become a bit familiar with. Or we, or we listen to him and like, oh yeah, got it. But, but, but does this sound familiar? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness. He's doing it for his glory, his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I'm, I'm actually gonna, just can't believe this. God, what? God's preparing a table for us. 
hold on, that's not right. I, I mean, if you got in the presence of greatness, you'd be just preparing everything, wouldn't you? You prepare. And Lord, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I am so pumped that I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's chat a bit. I just want to talk about this, this thought. Who, who leads who the most? Who leads who the most? Um, can you lift your hand in the room? Or even you can do this online with an emoji. Um, lift up your hand if you've got children. Really quick. Okay, keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Keep up your hand if they're 10 and under, roughly. Okay, keep it up. Yep, cool. Just keep your hand up if you've got at least 10 children. Just keep it up. Okay, there's not. We had a lady in the first service who had seven, and we need to send her a prize and some sleeping pills. But um, <laughs> like, like the reason I'm asking is because um, I thought parenting would get easier after they turned 10. Like teach them how to get dressed, dress themselves, make lunch, um, you know, go to sleep, um, and we're all good, right? Wrong. We are not all good. I've got four teenagers. I'm dealing with TikTok. I'm dealing with Among Us. I have legit complaints about the bandwidth of our internet. It's like, what are you talking about? I used to just put on Dora and give them Finnegan and that was fine, you know, that's what we did. Like, like I've got four teenagers and, and I'm now like their financial expert, their social worker. I am like their relationship expert. Like, oh my gosh, trying to keep people away from people, you know, it's like, what is this? And, um, and, and it turns out I'm an Uber driver. I just don't get paid. It's brilliant. Like whoever came up with that, I'm not sure. But, but if, if you haven't had kids today, and I'm going to say something, you might want to write this down if you're taking notes. Think twice. Like seriously. No, I'm serious. Okay. That's good. Amen. Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you for today. It was good to get that out. And but, but what, what I didn't expect about it is the journey goes on and especially, especially sitting in the passenger seat of the car that this individual who used to sit in a car seat is now operating. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Kerry Underwood had no, like, no idea. Um, I will just share some thoughts. I'll get it off my chest. When Ruby, we've got two with licenses now, but when Ruby, the oldest, started this, I started to have emotional issues. Deep, deep. I wouldn't show her. I didn't show her how I was feeling. But we'd be coming to an intersection. I'm thinking, will she stop? Will she indicate? Will we die? Am I really going to heaven? Like just, you know, just the casual driving lesson questions. And this actually got worse and worse. Um, I tried so hard not to show her. But I was, I was to the point where I was starting to sweat and starting to feel a bit awkward and a bit uncomfortable, wriggling in my seat a bit. And um, what was weird was she was actually quite a good driver. So it was quite illogical. It turned out that I wasn't a very good passenger. One time we come up to this intersection, right? We come up to it and I'm thinking it's real busy. The roads are busy, um, which in Nelson means that two cows have just gone past. And um, <laughs> lol. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, we come up to the intersection and I'm thinking, oh no, we're gonna crash. Like, I don't know why this is going on. So I'm thinking, flip, flip, we're coming up to it too fast. Slow down, this is what I'm thinking, right? It actually wasn't that bad, but then something subconscious happens. I reach for the handbrake. And I feathered the handbrake. And she saw me and she pulled the car over. 
She turned the car off. She turned to me and said, Dad, I am the driver. You are the passenger. You need to stop this, okay? Hey, she's your mother's daughter, eh? But we can be like this with God, guys. Big time. Like, it's a journey of faith. Like, like, like when he said, come follow me, he didn't explain exactly how that was gonna work or feel or look. It's a good thing he didn't because you would often think, oh, to validate the way he leads me, I look at other people and how they're led and he's like, no, I'm not gonna do that. Did you hear that? Every single person in this room, he leads you different to one another and he's good with it. You might not be. (laughs) Oi, these people are like, God said to me, I should do this and I'm like, flip. You've got a real talkative God. Hey, shivers, he never shuts up. Oh, we shouldn't say that, eh? Nervy, fretty, sweaty. Following him, sometimes it makes me motion sick. Like, sometimes I'm thinking, God, are you really, like, leading me? God, where where are you taking me? What about this one? Anyone ever felt, are you actually in this car still? Have you? Too honest, eh? It's too honest. It's all right, I'm gonna fly home later. But before I do, let me tell you this. You can find these questions in the Scriptures, these dynamics and these feelings. Adam and Eve, lovely couple, left a bit of an awkward mess. They had a real good man. They are walking with God in the cool of the day and they know God, like they see God, they hear God. This is something. So God's like, okay, guys, this is good. This is a good gig. I don't know if you're bored. Why don't you name the animals? Elephant. Like, what is, what is this? You know, it's brilliant. Cat. It should have been called Spawn of Satan. But anyway, and, and then, and then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, sorry. Um, and then, anyway, he's like, by the way, this is gonna go really well. Just one thing. Now, whether this is metaphor or simile or whatever it is, just don't eat of the fruit of that tree, okay? And they're like, sweet. And then suddenly, what do they do? Get out of the passenger seat. They get into the driver's seat. And that crash is affecting you every day. What about Abraham, known as the father of faith? Like, we, we would love to be called that, but can we just have a wee conversation for a minute? Because God turned up in his life with such a massive promise that he said to understand the depth of this and the height of this promise, you'll have to go count stars. It's like, what am I counting stars for? You're gonna have that many children and descendants. And and that's awkward because Abraham and his wife were barren and they're well into their 90s. And this is a crazy story. So anyway, um, cool, all right. So that's where you're leading me. Cool, all right. Well, how do I get there? For the next 25 years before that is delivered, Abraham's got to follow God. And does he do it right the whole time? No. I don't know, it's quite close to the end game. He has this idea that he might need to help God a little bit. Just help him out a bit. And so he has a child with another woman that's not his wife because he thinks, well, it's gonna be an offspring, so let's just encourage it. Yeah? And Ishmael was still feeling the crash effects of that today. David, though, he's got a different gig going on. It's not as though he didn't have road bumps and he didn't have moments, but David, he says this. He says, I've discovered something about God. He is a shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. 
Can I just ask you a quick question? Was that the first thing that you thought when you woke up today? Or were you like, the Lord is my own? I'm just gonna leave it blank. See how he feels, see what happens, see what the message is about. David's like got no podcasts in his life at all. He's like, God's a shepherd. That's the nature of this God. What a challenge here today when, it talk, when we talk about being led by God. I mean, you know, how he leads you has got to reflect his character, surely. And he says, this shepherd doesn't drive you and drive you and drive you. He actually makes you lie down in green pastures. <laughs> he will lead you beside quiet waters. Oh, that's not very entertaining, is it? I've got a tiny bit of discretionary time, so it's got to be a rushing river. We're going whitewater rafting. No, 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 you don't understand something about the nature of God. You cannot rush Him. You cannot set the agenda for Him all of the time. He, David's like, He leads, we follow. He leads, we walk with Him. He leads and we respond. The majority of my arguments with my wife of 22 years prior to iPhones, because now the argument's about the iPhone, isn't it? Get off your phone, and that's me to her. No, it's not, it's the other way. Most of those arguments, and we'll just call them a discussion because it's a lot less awkward, were in cars pre-iPhones in different cities. Does anyone in the room remember a map book? Yeah. Like now you're just like, you just put the address in it, we'll take you the best route and avoid heavy traffic. Mate, that is nothing. We used to buy these books from the service station, go into the city, get a rental, get this book. And say you're in Wellington or somewhere like that. Um, the first argument was like, okay, Beck, we're gonna go to this place. Um, we'll go up through here. Um, and she's like, yeah, cool. Why are you driving? Because that's what men do. We just start, we start. Hey, like that's first argument. Second argument was when we missed the turn off, and why do we miss the turnoff? Because I'm like, Rebecca, you're the navigator. Hey, we love to project, blame, blame shift. It's brilliant. And I'm like, babe, you're the one who's like, like directing this thing. And she says to me, oh, flip, we were meant to take that road. I was like, really? And do you know why? Do you know why we missed it? Because that off ramp went off the page into the next page. Anyone? Anyone at all? Just a couple of things to note. God is not like Siri with how He leads you. He is not a constant voice of automation. And God is not like a map book. It's just not like um, A plus B equals. I think God's more like smoke signals. It's not in the Bible. Like there's nowhere in the Bible. Like that's borderline heresy. But there are moments you're like, was that you, God? What, what are you wanting to do today? <gasps> was that a God moment? Oh, why did that happen? It wasn't necessarily a good thing. Were you leading me at the moment? Oh, I got sick. God, where are you right now? A little bit like that, a little bit. It's not totally clean. But if God is our God, then it's faith. The leading you're gonna be led by is not the same as your natural senses would tell you. He wants you to believe. He wants you to trust Him. He wants you to know that He is walking with you. I love that actually. He said, what did He say? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I feel no evil, you're with me. Man, wouldn't that be something? What if you told yourself something every day? You're with me. 
He's not just suddenly with you because you came today or because you're watching online. If God is your God through relationship with Jesus, He's with you. He has made, what did Jesus say? I will make my home with you. You are a living, walking temple and that's why He's got to lead you guys. Because this temple, wherever the temple of God or wherever the presence of God goes, there's always gonna be a purpose. God wants to take you on an adventure. Or let's say a swear word in church. He wants you to have fun with us. He does. I mean, it's not always fun. You know, consider it pure joy when you go through trials of many kinds. That's all good. But what's gonna happen today when God leads you? It's never been written before. Come on, where's He leading you? Where's He taking you? I love that Peter's in the Bible. Um, I don't know if he does. He's in the cloud of witnesses, I'm sure. He probably thinks from time to time, flip, stop sharing these stories about me. Like, because there were real amazing moments and then they were just, what? You did what now? You're cutting off who's here now? Like, like Peter's walking on the water and every youth pastor's tried it at youth camp. You know, we, we gave it a go. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> he has a revelation of Jesus that, none of the other disciples had when asked. You know, who do you say that I am to the disciples? Peter's the only one who goes, hey, I know, you are the Christ. Which is basically like saying, Jesus, you are God incarnate here. And he was like, flip, you did not get that off the internet. You got that from God. What happens after that moment? What happens directly after that moment? It's very interesting. Directly after in Matthew 16, it says, From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and scribes, and he was going to be killed. And then he was going to be raised on the third day. Okay, ready for this? Ready? Big moment, just happened. Phenomenal. All the disciples are tagging him on Instagram. At Peter. Wow. Hashtag revelation. This is what happens. So Jesus is like, hey guys, I'm going I'm to be killed and then I'm going to rise again. So Peter takes Jesus aside. That sounds a bit backwards. And he began to rebuke Jesus. That sounds very backwards. Oh, far be it from you, Lord. That's not gonna happen to you. (laughs) What? But Jesus turned to Peter and he said, get behind me, Santa. I mean, Satan. (laughs) Sorry, it's Christmas, it just does it to me. Get behind me, Satan. He said, you are an offence to me, for you're not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, listen, look at the language. If you desire to come after me, not, not be in front trying to get him to do. If you wanna come after me, there's gonna be some denying of yourself. There's gonna be some crosses you gotta take up. If you want to what? Lead me, control me, dictate to me, follow me, follow me. And, and this, is, this is gonna be out there and online, if this is your first time online, tune in next week, it will, it will be a lot better. <laughs> Not the whole service, just me. I'm gonna, I just wanna say a couple of things, okay? This is a real important scripture because when Jesus addresses Peter, he's actually revealing something that we are all and have all experienced there are some other things leading us at times that are not God. Peter doesn't want Jesus to die. They love him, his spirit and life, like this is real life. But if Peter had had his way in leading Jesus, no cross, 
no salvation, no reconciling us to the Father, and Jesus would have never become the king of the earth. In other words, his kingdom wouldn't have been launched. And we know that because Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. There's a leadership issue in our lives. There are forces trying to take us down paths that are not God's paths for us. Can we talk about this? Remember how Jesus taught his disciples to pray? He said to them, okay, listen, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's a lot like a shepherd, isn't it? Our Father, the Lord is my shepherd. David had a new covenant theology before the new covenant even kicked in. He said, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Are you ready for this? Because Jesus wants you to pray like this. If He wants you to pray like this, there's a dynamic you've got to grasp. Pray this, you ready? Do not lead us into temptation. Like there's a, there's a presumption He's leading you. But don't lead me down a temptation path, but deliver us from evil. I grew up in a time in the 1980s in church where we over-spiritualized everything. You stubbed a toe, it was the devil. You couldn't find ice cream on special, that's the devil. What about the devil in household appliances? Yeah, your washing machine broke down, it's an attack of the enemy. What do you have, shares in like an appliance chain? Like, like what is going on? And, and so the church wised up and thought, well, there's not, you know, there's not shadows under every rock. But I just want to propose a question, and I don't want to overdo it, but have we wised up a bit too much? Have we stopped realising that there are forces and dynamics trying to determine what your day looks like, what your mood looks like, what your choices are? This is good preaching. I just like to do that. I like to encourage myself in the Lord. Preach that, buddy. And, and, and just on this note, while we're here, okay, I'm just gonna, just gonna say this. If you think the spiritual dynamics affecting Peter that Jesus rebuked was dressed up in a red suit with horns and a pitchfork, see? See, you've totally done what Western ideation has done. The Greeks brought this type of thinking in that matter is bad and spiritual things that have no matter are good. It's garbage. Because all Peter was trying to do was control an outcome. And he could... Oh, don't put up your hand. I was going to say, put up your hand if you're control freak here. I was going to put up your hand if you're married to one, but you won't put it up on your own. They'll make you, won't they? <laughs> you <know>? like, <laughs> I mean, I just want to, this is a wee bit of a lull in the message, but I just want to read some stuff that could be forces at play that need to be addressed like this. Frozen disappointment. I'm not talking about, I get disappointed. I think Jesus gets disappointed in the Scriptures when you read things. I'm talking about disappointment that you haven't learnt how to surrender and process and journey with God. So like, if you're living in a five-year disappointment right now, I nearly guarantee it leads you more than you think it does and more than the shepherd could be. I'm not gonna, it's not a judgment. I'm just saying it's possible because it clouds and filters everything. And, you, and, it, and it freaks you out from stepping out again because it did not work out. God has never ever promised you outcomes. He's promised to be with you. So let's work this thing. He said, I'll work it out with you. You might get a rhema word and He does promise an outcome, all power to you. What about this, static offence? I get offended, but will that offence be dealt with through the shepherd's means? Can He lead me through my offence? I had unforgiveness in my life one time. 
Oh, one time, that's so good, eh? <laughs> so if you want to be a pastor, it will only be one time. Okay, one time of a particular day, I had some unforgiveness in my life because someone had really shafted us, done something real gnarly to me and my family. I can't go into it. Um, no, nah, I will. No, nah, I won't. And, and I, I, okay, honesty out, you ready? 18 months. I just had to bring it before the Lord every day. And then there came this point about 18 months into it, I was like, shoot, this doesn't bother me anymore. Man, I, I, I can pray for this person and want good for them. <laughs> There's some other stuff as well. Fear. Doubt that is left to fester and become unbelief. Doubt in itself is actually in the scriptures, dealing with it. But we're gonna need to walk through it. We need someone to lead us. And, and, and this is to those things what we need to say, okay? We're about to come in for a landing. We've got to, as the church in 2020, start to learn how to say in a moment, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. Or get behind me, guilt. Yeah. Get behind me, condemnation. Yeah. What about this one? Get behind me, COVID. Yeah. Because it just pushes my buttons. I've got children and stuff happens with, I've talked about stuff with children. Me and Rebecca have had to come to the feet of Jesus and pray over those kids sometimes because of stuff that goes on. And I I have to say, Lord Jesus, you need to vindicate this child. Parents, you you are helping lead your family through being led by the shepherd. This is what is going on here. And I reckon we need to start to say, right, get behind me this and get behind me that and get behind me despondency and, and ongoing discouragement. You're gonna have discouraged moments, but if, it, if, you, if you're becoming if festering and riddling, okay, today, get behind me that and get right in front of me, Jesus. The two have to come together. I, I, it's, it's one thing to spiritualise things, but it's another to walk with spirit and life. And so I say this because really simply, and the band can come up, God wants to actually do more with you than you can understand. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. Now to Him who is able to do more than you ask, hope, or even imagine, you have no idea the creative, creative pathways, the strategic outcomes, the phenomenal miracles, the wonders and the signs, but they don't come to Christians who are perfect. They come to sheep who are led by the shepherd. You put your hands together for that. This is not because, these outcomes are not because somehow I find myself in a place of perfection, but because I say and you say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and He leads me beside quiet And so if there was anything tactile, I'd give you just a couple of things. If you want to be led, you have got to take His Word seriously. I think daily bread or the daily Word as we call it, I just think having that in your life, before you know it, you're like, man, God, you are, you're doing things. You're taking me places. And that's why there's such an agenda on, that's why Netflix is so appealing. Because your soul's tired. Your mind's overdone. Your body's tired. But, but what did the psalmist say? That He restores my soul. Let the Word of God restore you. 
What, did it, what else did he say really quickly before we just finish this? He said about leadership, he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. And then what? He leads me. And you would think, and I would think that's reverse. Do a hard day's work, then get a rest. But when you wake up in the morning, do you know what the Lord says to you and me based on the Scripture? He says this, good morning, you need a rest. I haven't done anything. Exactly. Jesus has done everything. Jesus has finished the work. John 19, 30. It is finished. We've got to live in the new covenant, people, where we stop striving and we stop performing. This is not a popularity contest. This is not who is holier than thou. This is the Lord is, is personal now, my shepherd. So, One of the reasons why you might not be feeling led by the Lord is just really quickly, really simply, okay? You just haven't stopped and found your rest in Him. He must, and isn't it interesting, He makes you lie down. Oh, wow, I get all sorts of pictures. I don't like being put down at all. I don't, you know, like, okay, you're going, you're lying down. Like you, you are overthinking this. You are consumed with getting even. You're wondering if you'll ever drive that, own that, be there. Lie down. Like, like, chill, please. And then from that place of rest, I'll lead you. I'll lead you. Anyone want to be led by a good shepherd here this morning? I'm going to ask that again. It wasn't a rhetorical. Does anyone in the house of God or online want to be led by the good shepherd? Just keep your hand up. Have you got some stuff going on in your life you could do with a shepherd who can see? Just keep your hand up, it will get sore. Does anyone got some situations you could just do with some input right now? Then come on, let's believe together. You put your hand down. Let's believe together. And I'll just throw this sentence. I just wrote this in the worship. Why don't you just believe He'll lead you? I don't know how that's gonna look and feel. Why don't you just believe He'll lead you? What's the harm in that? Why don't you wake up tomorrow, maybe this afternoon, say, Lord, it's been, I don't know, I've just been doing my own thing. There's some forces at play, there's some stuff. Get behind me this. Get behind me confusion. Get behind me uncertainty. Jesus, you're welcome. And there are people in this room today and you don't know Jesus like that. There are people online today and you don't know Jesus like this. If you would only know His heartbeat for you. If you could only know His compassion. If you could only know the mercy and grace and the love He left. He, he, you're His favourite thing. You are the apple of His eye. Why am I moonwalking backwards slow? I do not know. That is weird. <laughs> he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. But we've got to surrender to that love. I want to pray for people here today who don't know Jesus. For people here today who have never come. Jesus said, John 10, I am the good shepherd. There's all sorts of things that try to, people try to get into this pen, this, 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 this garden, this, what do you call it, paddock, the wrong way. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the only way, the truth and the life. Is that an exclusive message? Maybe, but let's test the fruit of it. If you would come and if you would surrender, like Steve was saying earlier, if you come to a place of surrender, where you really surrender your soul, you can know. Leads you right now. Don't let sin, don't let guilt, don't let fear lead you. I want to pray for people. I just want to pray.
pray for anyone in this room, anyone online who doesn't know Jesus. How do you do it, Graham? How do you become a Christian? How do you follow Jesus? How do you become a disciple? Believe. Like the journey just needs to start with a spark of faith, just one spark of faith, just a tiny seed of faith. And there's faith here in this room. There are people, you're desperate, one spark of faith. He's here in this room right now. He's working. Even as I've been speaking, He's been saying things to you that, that you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know why my heart is racing. I don't know why I'm thinking this. I don't know what's going on. The Good Shepherd's in the room, people. The Good Shepherd's here right now. Right now, He's here. And I just want to pray a prayer just for some people to come, some sheep to come back home. Come back home to the Father. So I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you're in the room and that's you or you're online, I want you to pray this prayer, however you want, out loud or quietly, it doesn't matter. And then at the end of that prayer, with eyes closed and heads bowed, I'm going to ask for people to, to, just as a sign of response, that yes, today I'm coming to surrender. I'm asking Jesus into my heart. I want to know Him and I want to experience His forgiveness in life. And the same online, there's literally a button you can click that just literally indicates the decision you're making today. But right now, why don't we close our eyes and bow our heads? Holy Spirit, I just ask, Amen. Oh I just know you're moving and I just know you're working in this place. Please move powerfully and wonderfully in Jesus' name. Just eyes closed, heads bowed. Just say this prayer, follow it after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, today I thank you that you are the true shepherd. I belong to you. I'm your creation. I surrender today. Ask you to come in to make me new, to forgive me, to put a new heart in me. I pray that I'd walk with you. I need your forgiveness. I need your friendship. Jesus, you're welcome here. Just with eyes closed, heads bowed. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, or if you prayed it as a recommitment this morning, prayed it because you grew up in a Christian family but you've never really given yourself to Jesus until this moment or maybe online it's just something's going on God's doing a work that's your desire right now eyes closed heads bowed all over all over this room and online why don't you indicate right now yeah God this is this is this is me I'm responding to you just on the count of three just lift up your hand for me one two three just lift it up for me just keep it up Online, you can just hit that button. You'll see it there. You can respond. God bless you over here. God bless you over here. Yep, so good. Just waiting. There's a couple of moments here. Just wait. Thank you, Lord. You can, um, you can put your hands down. Just online as well. There's people saying, yeah, I'm coming to Jesus today. I need this in my life. Some forces at play. I surrender today. Just anyone else, just lift your hand. That was you. If you prayed that prayer for the first time today, you prayed as a recommitment so amazing. God loves you so much. I'm going to believe He leads you. I'm going to believe every person in this room, start believing that God will lead you. Start to believe that He'll take you on a wonderful journey. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together and celebrate. Congratulate every person. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Centre podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz